often when we come to events like this, our brains get a little scattered and sometimes all we, all we need to really do is like slow down and take a few deep breaths because there's a psychological principle when you take three deep breaths, your brain actually resets to its normal state. So I just want to invite you just to do that right now. Just take three deep breaths. And maybe as you take your last deep breath, I just want to thank you for coming here because, you know, we live in a world that doesn't seem to say, you know, faith or God or any of that is really that important. So I just want to say thank you for, for being here. As we journey through Lent, if you continue to join us, we're doing a series called Lent Undone. Now, because there's so much that has gone wrong in our world and we need to get back on track. I was recently reading a book um, it's a children's book, actually, and it was actually recommended by Aaron Rodgers. And it, it had one page and just asked one question on there, and it said, is there a school of unlearning? Is there a school of unlearning? And hence we'll be doing this Lent Undone series uh, because the first thing, if, if we look at our reading and we, as we go through the story of the prodigal son, how we notice that he becomes ungrateful. You know, a lot of us, we have so much to be grateful for, uh, but sometimes we just don't see it because we get so busy, or maybe I get busy and I get ungrateful and I forget how, go how good I have it. I want to illustrate that through a story about a soldier in the first half of the 20th century. This particular soldier was known in his barracks as the one who was anti-Catholic because he, he fell away like 15 years ago from the faith. He was anti-God, anti-Christian. But it was always interesting when he was around his buddies, around his fellow soldiers, the conversation almost always ended up talking about religion, of all things. And there was one time his buddy said, well, if you, if you don't really care that much about your religion, if you hate the Catholic Church that much, why don't you go to confession and tell a priest how much you don't care about your faith and go to confession? He said, he's always up for a challenge. He said, sure, I'll go do it. So he went and found the chaplain on the base. And he went to confession. He said, Father, it's been, I don't even know how long since the last confession, and I, and I couldn't care less. And he said, Father, I've missed Mass so many Sundays. I've been drunk. I've been hungover. I didn't go. And I couldn't care less. I've been smoking. I've been doing all sorts of impure things with myself and with others. And Father, I couldn't care less. And he went on over all these sins. Father, I use the Lord's name in vain over a hundred times a day. And I couldn't care less. And on and on and on. And the priest, the chaplain, just waited and listened. He gave him his penance, and he absolved him of his sins. After he came out of the chapel, going to confession, his buddies were waiting for him. And he said, how'd it go? How'd it go? And he, he told everyone, he's like, you guys, you wouldn't believe it. I, I just really just made fun of the priest the whole time. And every time I told my sin, I said, I couldn't care less. And I told him about the impurity and the drinking and the smoking and all these different things I've done. And every time I said, I couldn't care less. And one of them was... One of his friends was actually um, a practicing Catholic. And he said, well, what was your penance? What did you give for a penance? And he said, well, the priest told me I need to get a crucifix and put it on a table and look at Jesus and tell him, you died for me and I couldn't care less. And he said, well, are you going to do it? He said, sure, fine. So his buddy went into the chapel, grabbed the crucifix, came back out and put a, put a crucifix on the table right in front of his friend. 
And he said, all right, we'll do your penance. For the first time, the soldier actually looked at Jesus on the cross and saw how much God loved him. And he looked at him, he looked at Jesus and he said, you died for me. And he couldn't get the rest of the words out. And he looked at him, he just tried again. He said, Jesus, you died for me. And he just, for the first time, realized if he was the only person on earth, that Jesus would have died just for him, to save him from hell, to save him from the devil, to save him from death. And he went back into the chapel and had a real confession. And he told the priest how sorry he truly was. And he began to have a conversion, began to start Bible studies, began to really give his heart over to Christ. And he actually felt called to be a priest, so he went to seminary and became a priest, and then a bishop, and then a cardinal. Now, I wonder for how many of us, if we just look at the cross, how many of us, if we just looked at Jesus and thought if we were the only person on earth, would you look at him and say, you died for me and I couldn't care less? Or Jesus, you died for me. And maybe just responding with gratitude of saying thank you. As we go through this time, I just want to ask you, like, are you a person of gratitude? Do you take time daily to thank God for what you have rather than what you don't have? In the prodigal son story, as we go through this, it says after a few days, the younger son, who is with God, he has everything he needs because God is complete fullness, complete love. He's with God and he, he blows it all. He, he takes his eyes off of God. It says it goes to a distant country. He, he tries to get as far away as possible. Maybe that's how you feel right now. You're just, you're just far away. You're just being honest. I'm just far away. But it says he squandered his life on his inheritance, everything God gave him on a life of dissipation, which means on, on emptiness. And sometimes you and I find ourselves there. But it's always interesting because the prodigal son reveals how much the father desires to be reconciled with us and how much the father desires for us to know how much his son loves us, Jesus, right? And Jesus is trying to tell us that and reveal that to us. And if we accept that, I just think it would just be a general response of, of thank you. It seems our modern culture, which is becoming more and more anti-Christian, anti-Catholic, anti-God, it's bombarded with negativity. And it's telling us that there's no way out, yet Jesus says, I am the way, right? And how hopelessness seems to have become the new normal. And I don't know about you, but I'm not okay. I'm not okay with how things are going. I... I look at the suicide rates rising every year and I put ashes on my forehead because I'm saying I'm not okay with that. Have you seen the depression rates rise, but they've gone up like increment, incrementally like every year now for the past like five, six, seven, eight years. And the, the pandemic has just made them go even higher. And we're putting ashes on our forehead because we're saying I'm not okay. There's probably someone in here who knows someone who's overdosed via opioid from drugs, right? My cousin died when I was in seminary of that. And like, I'm not okay with that. For those of you who, who go to Oshkosh and you go to school here, um, you know, it's, we're, it's known for UW Sloshkosh or, or UW Zero, right? The average age of dying of alcoholism, cirrhosis of the liver, is 35 in the United States right now. 
putting ashes on my forehead because I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Are you okay with that? I'm not. And maybe it's just me, but the more our culture becomes anti-God and anti-Christian and anti-Catholic, it pushes God away. And what do we see? Just depression rates, negativity rising. Maybe it's us that need to become more grateful and not taking our God for granted. And I challenge you each day to take time to tell God what you're thankful for. Because what gratitude does, and I was one of the most ungrateful people before I encountered the Lord, but gratitude changes what we have into enough. You know, we live in a world that tells us, you're not enough. You'll never be enough. And there's not enough out there for you. So why even try? Just keep trying to, keep trying to fill up. But it's never going to be enough, by the way. So just keep going at, at that. And maybe that's you. You know, maybe you're, you're doing that. You're doing all of that. You're trying to fill up, right? In a world that tells you you're not enough or there's never going to be enough. If that's you, I just want to ask you, like, just generally, how's it going for you? Gratitude helps us live a more abundant life. There's a famous author named Eckhart Tolle, and he wrote a book called The Power of Now. Maybe a couple of you know him. I see a couple of you shaking your heads up and down. Um, but he says to complain is always non-acceptance of what is. To complain is always non-acceptance of what is. So, so I'm not living in reality if I'm not taking time to be grateful. And that's a school of unlearning because it's really, really hard. I don't know about you, but I've been, I, when, I, when I'm at my best, I'm grateful. When I'm at my worst, I, I complain. Nothing's good enough. It's always cloudy, even when it's sunny. It's not even good anymore. What gratitude does, it helps us keep our eyes on God. I just want to end here. I just want you just to look at the cross for a second. For a moment, I just want you to accept this truth that if you were the only person on earth, Jesus would have died just for you because he loves you that much. And when you look at the cross, and don't be afraid to look at him because he's not ashamed of you. His, eye, his arms are open to embrace you. His head is bound, bowed down to kiss you, right? His feet are nailed in submission to wait for you. And it would just seem to be natural if anybody died for you so you could continue to live just to say thank you. And that's what the Mass is all about. The word Eucharist means thanksgiving. And as you look at Jesus, and we're just going to pause here for a moment for a moment of silence before you receive ashes. Could you say to him, Jesus, you died for me. And just, and just say, thank you. Or will we continue to go on our lives and acting like this is not going to fill that hole in our hearts? It's not enough. That love, just it's so amazing. And he's not okay with the suicide rates. He's not okay with the depression rates. And he is the way. He is the truth and the life. He is the answer to all of our problems. We have to embrace him and let him embrace us. And one place you can start with is gratitude. Maybe there's a few things you've been taking for granted. And the Lord is just simply inviting you to pause, to pray, and just to start with a little bit of thanksgiving. So we're just going to do that right now. As you prepare to receive ash on our forehead, remembering that that's a sign of our death, right? We're going to die. Um, but he purchased our death on the cross. 
If we live in right in accord with him, we don't have to fear death. That's the best message that the Catholic faith has, is we ought not fear death. If we accept that and we live in right relationship with him, we go to that school of unlearning, which is the confessional often, and we receive his grace, we can give his grace to others. There's hope for you and I. So we pause right now to look at Jesus and just say thank you for dying just for me. Amen.